Hey guys, and welcome to a special edition of the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. This is a collaborative effort between us and Share, a Shrewsbury-based charity that's put together by Jane McKenzie. And I want to say a huge thank you to Jane for inspiring this idea. Um, originally, um, it was um, the short version of the story is Jane tagged me in, in a post on Facebook that um, was an idea um, that uh, where poetry was being used um, as a way to inspire people that are dealing with um, addiction and mental health issues. Uh, as soon as I saw the post, the light bulb ding went up in my head and I thought this is a great idea. This is something we should be doing on the Shrewsbury Biscuit um, as a as a regular thing and we are going to be doing this regularly now. Um, it's, um, it's a great idea. It's a great idea to get people, um, you know, to send us in um, poems or even music that they've written that is um, relevant to this situation. Um, so we're going to, uh, inv- you know, invite people to send us in poems and, and, you know, pieces that they've made. And also, if you want to come on the show and talk to us about, you know, openly about your issues and sh- while sharing your material too, please do get in touch. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can speak to us on our Facebook or you can also email us. Our email is shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com. Now, I haven't quite come up with a name for this yet. I, I think I'm, I mean, I come up with... Sh- um, Shared biscuits. Shared biscuits is a great is a great because it, it um, incorporates the share name and the, obviously the shoes biscuit name. So this is that episode is going to be called shared biscuits and hopefully this is going to be something we we can do at least once a month. Invite people in, talk about these very candidly about these these situations because there is a stigma behind these uh, these issues and you know it's good to talk about. You know it's not neg- not always negative. There's some great um, success stories and lessons to be learned. Um, so we want to keep doing this. Um, I'm going to share with you a poem on this intro uh, that was sent in by Ryan Williams from San Jose in California. So not very local, but still very inspiring. And, you know, if you're from uh, places other than Shrewsbury, please uh, send us in your stuff because that's what that's what we want to do. We want to inspire. Um, Ryan Williams is, is a good friend of mine. He's been very, very supportive with, with things that I'm attached to and things that I make. And you know what? I couldn't say thank you enough to this gentleman for for being as supportive as he is. Um, He's a good guy, and I think you're going to enjoy his poem. So I'll hit you with this poem, and then we'll go into the show. Uh, So, Ryan, here is your poem. First sips were to celebrate. All sips afterwards were to escape. Escape my pain. Escape my thoughts. Escape my past. Escape my fears. Ignore the pleas. Ignore the tears and goodbyes. I must escape. Unrecognizable face, full of hate inside and out, must change for my daughter's sake. Life is far from fine, daily struggle to not sip. If I trip, I will not fall or escape. I'm reminded why in my daughter every day. Thank you for sending that in, Ryan. That was beautiful. It's really, really nice because it illustrates uh, the changes that people go through and, and, and you know, the responsibilities that are taken up um, by becoming a parent, you know. I mean, unfortunately, not everybody makes those positive changes, but a lot do, and I think it's commendable. Um, there's a lot of respect there for someone that's changed their lives positively so they can bring a new life into the world. So well done, Ryan. That's brilliant. Anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this episode off. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, this is featuring myself. Julie, Jane McKenzie, Max, and Emily Wilkinson from Raven Studios. Um, I hope you enjoy this. I really do like this episode. So, yeah. Take away the music. Peace out. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Whiteley, and joined with me again is my beautiful co-host, Julie Fox. How's it going? (laughs) It's a good good job this is audio and no one can see me yet. 
Alex, because I wouldn't say beautiful at the moment. I'm very well, thank you, though. I, I wouldn't say as you're shoveling. Is it Crystal's cupcakes you're, you're shoveling into your cup? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining yeah. me today. Um, today we're doing a very special episode, something that we feel like we could possibly actually uh, do uh, as a recurring thing. We can do this uh, definitely as a serial type show because I quite like the idea of it. Um, Jane McKenzie, ex-mayor and founder of Share uh, Shrewsbury, is with us today. Um, and uh, she came up with an idea of uh, something she saw. Was, it was on the BBC. It was on the BBC, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, in uh, London, um, they're putting on poetry and um, live uh, reading um, video calls for people who are in recovery, because social contact is so important for all of us. But particularly if you're on a recovery journey from addiction, uh, it's absolutely imperative. And uh, these have proved really supportive and really helpful to people. Fantastic. Yeah, I've, I've, as soon as I saw it, I thought, wow, this is an amazing idea. Because yeah. um, I've always I've always championed cre- being creative and taking your emotions and your feelings and putting it into music, art, uh, whether you write it down, whether you keep mm. a journal, for example, you know, you're taking those things. It's almost like, uh, you know, like Harry Potter, where they take memories out of your head with a wand and put it into the, the into the pool. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what it's like. Um, mm. So I thought this was a fantastic idea. So the idea today is to is to get together um, share why this is important and read some poetry and then we invite people to send um, uh, poems in as well and joining us is Emily Wilkinson from Raven Studios Emily's a great artist and a, a, a great writer as well so I thought the first person I thought of um, there's a pool of people in Shrewsbury that are brilliant at poetry but Emily was the first name I thought of so thank you for joining us Emily oh thanks for asking me no it's brilliant to, no. to be I mean Raven Studios is great um what you guys do i know you do a a mixture of things you you know it's not so much poetry it's a lot of art yoga uh, and all sorts that goes on there but we'll talk a bit about more about um uh, raven studios in a second and joined with us as well is is max uh max do you want to give people an introduction to who you are and your your relationship with this hello absolutely so i'm in recovery from alcoholism myself and i was recently put in touch with jane uh from share (laughs) <laughs> and just figures there's a great symbiotic relationship to be had there in uh, creating more awareness around the disease itself and hopefully to inspire others through share. I'm very grateful to be a part of it and I can only see good things uh, coming up, coming through it. Fantastic. I love that. I love your story and I love how positive you are about it as well. So we'll, we'll get on to that. Um, Jane, do you want to talk us a bit about your for your journey? I know it's painful for you, um, but the reason why Share exists and, uh, and and why you put it together. Yeah, um, the reason I, I started on on this personal journey myself was because uh, my daughter Amy um, suffered from alcohol addiction, um, and we as a family didn't really understand for a long, long time until the addiction was very deeply entrenched, what really we were dealing with. Um, And so when I became mayor, um, I decided to support recovery in and around Shrewsbury as my charity. Um, And that was an eye opener. Um, I knew there was a lot of stigma around, but um, when you're trying to raise awareness, then you're you're confronted with how difficult the subject is and how uh, local communities want to distance themselves from the thought of addiction, even though it is part of all of our communities. Um, And halfway through my mayoral year, um, workers uh, in the uh, local drug and alcohol service actually asked me if I'd consider setting up a charity of my own to make sure that the money we did raise stayed local for our local community. Uh, And that's why I set the charity up. Um, I decided to call it Share because I wanted it to be about Um, people sharing their time, their stories with people who had resources, um, money, talents that they could share with them too. So um, I wanted to make it a reciprocal thing. And we now have somewhere in the town centre in the Riverside where we can meet and talk with people um, and give support. Um, And in the middle of all this, um, tragically, my daughter died in May, uh, May the 15th last year. Um, 
and so it's it's made it a bit difficult for me to get going with the charity um if there's anyone out there who wants to volunteer and help like like max is now helping which is wonderful um please do get in touch um i think we're going to share details later yeah um yeah so so that's how it all started yeah it sounds like a, a very i mean can't, words can't uh, describes of that that journey you know it's quite dis- it's quite difficult quite difficult it's horrendous you know you've been through quite an ordeal you and your family uh, and uh, mm. i remember um i think we spoke to each as as this was all happening i think you messaged me um i think it's before around comic salopia wasn't it it was around sort of the bigot yeah the, all that yeah and, um yeah my heart my heart just exploded for you honestly it was just such a horrible thing to hear but you're doing something that can possibly help people, and that's really good, you know. Um, I just want to say as well that I, I'm um, part of that big group which is called Friends and Family. Um, so it's my daughter that suffered. There's thousands of people out there who are also friends and family um, of people suffering, and they their voice isn't being heard. So one important part of this charity is to give voice to these people and give them support and, and help them to understand what they can do to support the person that they love who, who is suffering. Yeah. And I suppose, Jane, at the moment, given lockdown and keeping a lot of people in mm. and surprisingly off licenses being an essential place to shop, mm. um, I guess there could be a potential increase in the people that may require the services of the charity. Well, you're absolutely right. There, there is already an increase. Um, mm. And the police are already reporting more um, alcohol-related and, and drug-related crime and uh, domestic violence um, as, you know, all of these things spill over into um, our personal lives and those mm. of our families. Um, so, yeah, uh, surprised me too that it was considered an essential um, mm. service. Mm. I think it was – I mean, I, I spoke about it on a different show. We were talking about it and I, I said – it's possibly like a morale thing, you know, is they probably seem like, oh, if they're, they're, I mean, you know, in general, if they're, they're having a few drinks and they're, they're getting married, they're not thinking about the negativities of what's going on. So they're not going to be complaining mm. on Facebook or what have you. But I think typical British, what we've done is we've flipped it on its head and all I've heard about is, you know, uh, street parties and house parties and, uh. you know, uh, people like uh, learning how to make new drinks. And, you know, it's, it's I mean, oh, yeah, it's a strange one. So I must also say on that note that alcohol does become a medicine almost if, if you're dependent on such a thing. And I know certainly with my own um, journey that I wasn't even aware I was dependent on alcohol and using it as a medicine. Um, and in, in my personal opinion, I do feel like, unfortunately, off-licenses are essential. I mean, so many people have an alcohol dependency without even realising it. Mm. I strongly believe that. Yeah, it's, I suppose it just seems strange, doesn't it, that it's sort of, it, it's classed as an essential, but now that you, having had the experience of put it that way, that it's seen, I suppose it's probably like smokers needing nicotine, mm. I imagine. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, that's yeah. 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 An off-licence offers so much, doesn't it? I mean, it's there is the, there is your cigarettes. Um, um, well, there you are. Excuse me, Mike. I suppose it's all of it, isn't it? It's vaping. It's but like you say, if 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 at the time when you aren't aware that there is that dependency, but you are using it in a in a medicinal way, you know, yeah. and it's obviously people think of medicine in the traditional sense. Of course, they do, yeah. don't they? But you know, everybody, it's medicine, it do, yeah, how it makes you feel, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. But how did it make you feel then? Um, towards the end, it made me incredibly scared and fearful and anxious, but initially it made me feel great. It made me feel like I could find out who I was. I could say whatever I wanted. I could be who I wanted. Of course, it's it's not true. It was all just an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. How how long was you dependent for, Max, if you don't end up Uh, asking? Not at all. I mean, drinking every single day without fail, um, by myself from age 18 and 30 now. So it's about 11 years very roughly yeah yeah and in terms of you know because i suppose it's it's also like you say drinking every day Mm. i suppose it's the volume isn't it the amount because you know i i like a gin i have a gin every day um 
you know, is it a single? Is it a double? I don't know. Do I just have one? Sometimes at the weekend, I might have two. Some some days I won't have one. But, you know, yeah. so I suppose for people that perhaps don't understand, and when you say like every day to that level of dependency, what does that what does that look like during the day, so to speak? I mean, it looked very normal. I was going to work. I was doing everything that everyone would expect of me. Of course, things in the background weren't so great, but on the surface level, things were fine. And it wouldn't be sort of until my responsibilities had finished that mm. I would then go and you know, completely uh, just drink to oblivion, basically. Right. Uh, but then as, t- as time went on, I see it as a progressive illness in that it just got worse and worse until I was drinking before work and mm. even drinking at work. Not all the time, but it, it certainly happened. Yeah. Uh, and then it turned into kind of, I had a little scooter and it even turned into like drinking before I went on this journey on my scooter, which is just absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, were, were there trigger points then that made you sort of, you know, is there a trigger point that makes you think, actually, I need to have a drink right now? Or mm, There used to be, certainly, um, in just like minor confrontations throughout the day. And I tell myself, like, oh, I'm drinking more tonight because of this happened or because of that happened. Right. But I think generally it's just a, a kind of hum in the background, just just a constant kind of desire, just yeah. because I was that unhappy with who I was. Yeah. Um, just uh, felt the need to constantly change that. And how were you introduced to Cher and Jane? What are they doing there? So there's uh, a good friend of mine, and I uh, believe Jane could probably tell you more, to be honest, but I believe that put um jane in touch with myself Um, yeah that's right i was putting up posters because we started to have public meetings um in the university center where we were just inviting anybody in the public to come along they're open meetings just to talk about addiction um and so i went in to put a poster up and we started to talk about the subject and she thought of you and then i think she told you about the meeting and you came to it or you were going to come to it. It might have been one of the ones we had to cancel in the end because of the floods, but that's how we made contact. So I must say, it's well been instrumental to my recovery and yeah. getting me yeah. volunteering yeah. at a charity shop as well, which has been huge volunteering ah. with responsibility again. And yeah, it's a great girl. Fantastic. So, h- how, long, um, how long have you been in, re- in recovery? So since uh, November 2018. Okay, cool. I will say that I've had a drink on three occasions in that time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was a member of AA, but then AA, obviously, you must be abstinent if you're going to attend AA, which is great and it works, but it's not my journey. Um, Mm -hmm. I have, yeah, I have drank on things, but luckily, you know, I've managed to keep that at bay. But I feel like I've transcended who I was in in the, it's where it gets a bit spiritual, in Mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm not who I was anymore. I feel like I've got different kind of um, mental patterns, thinking patterns, if that makes sense. Mm. I don't feel like knowing what I know now, I'll ever go back there. But obviously, I don't know. I can't say that. And it's mm. a very, very dangerous thing to be messing around with. Yeah. The complacency mm. sort of thing. You know, it's just, mm. yeah. You've done you've done amazing, though. And I really do. Uh, I've got you. Yeah, yeah, you're really inspirational. Um, I want to. I want to come uh, come to Emily, who's been sat there quietly waiting while we. <laughs> Sorry, Emily. <laughs> Let's talk a bit about. Always, Ray- that was really inspiring to listen to. It was beautiful, um, wasn't it? it really Sorry, was. I was in touch with Jane earlier in the week and said on email. Actually, I don't. I don't have so much direct um, experience of addiction, and then sort of realised shortly after that's not really true because um, one of my uncles died when I was six. He was an alcoholic. Um, yeah, quite. Um, successful person in business had this um this this whiskey habit basically which um was the end of him which is very sad for you know the rest of my family um no we were quite young and um I've got a couple of friends who is one friend who's 20 years sober from um alcoholism when she was younger the friend poet friend um very open about it so I can say his name he's called Graham Attenborough based in Shrewsbury he's um was a addict when he was younger he's got some great poetry about that so um yeah it sort of touches everyone's lives I think in Mm. some way fantastic maybe we can Mm. get in touch with him for the next session yeah That'd that'd be great um 
but more about so that's that was beautiful by the way i'm glad that you you know you kind of sort of thinking about this and you found time to reflect and see how this kind of affected you i mean because we are we all just go about our lives don't we you're just kind of like oh well you know and until you actually stop and think and i think this uh this 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 lockdown has given us all that time to just sit and think about how things affect you um could, could I, Alex, could I just jump in for a sec here? Of course, of course. Um, after what Emily just said. Um, when, whenever I talk in public about, um, or when I you know, used to talk in public about addiction, and I'd get a zero reaction from the audience, I would then say to them, you yourself may not have a problem, but you may know someone who does. And we'd sort of, um, everyone would give a, think about that. And just like Emily says, um, mostly everybody in the audience would know of somebody or have someone in their family with addiction problems, usually alcohol. And that really helped to break the barriers down to realise, actually, this is something that we as a community need to own and acknowledge and work together to do something about. So so thanks, Emily, for that. Beautiful. I like that. Um, do you want to tell people about uh, Raven Studios as well and what you guys do there? Yeah, of course. Um, uh, about a year, was a year ago, yeah, last April, beginning of last April, I set up a studio space with uh, Jancy Spawn, who's another artist in Shrewsbury. It's on Smithfield Road called Raven Studios next to Premier Inn. Um, we're, we're primarily really workspace for artists. We've got nine creative space there. Um, artist, um, writer, uh, got uh, an architect. A musician um yeah people who work in sort of arts marketing as well and I teach yoga I, I actually um we're not stopped doing kind of yoga and things in the space because actually it's just become um full of artist workspace and um I was doing that for my own sort of room and I need that space for myself because um you can't make a mess and then have to clear it up every time you have a client come in or something so um that's not there at the moment but I say well-being is a real big part of the work we do and several of us kind of work in the arts and health area so work with vulnerable people or different um, social enterprises we are a social enterprise we're a community interest company um, called Make Space Arts and Wellbeing CIC so that runs the studio uh, we put workshops on and um got a group for young people that had only only just got going before lockdown so it's real shame because it took us a while to attract the young people to the mm. studio um and obviously that sort of stopped um we're working with participate the other art space in riverside um on some stuff and uh they're putting into bid to make possibly do some online activities over the summer which we might help them provide so um we're not yeah. sure when we'll be able to start offering uh, in-person things um but yeah as i say we're our first sort of purpose is really workspace for creatives and yeah, mm. we, yeah do. we found that uh, we, we spoke to shrewsbury streetscape who uh um james is drawing the the the, the buildings and the streets all in a straight line in the most beautiful detail and we found that um yeah, when when he's doing like Facebook lives or YouTube lives of him just sitting there drawing these immaculate lines of things, people there's people yeah. tuning in by the mm. hundreds just sitting there watching him it's draw. Mesmerizing, yeah. it's mesmerizing. It truly is. Um, uh. So yeah, Ravens. I, f I feel like these things go hand in hand. Do you find that Jane uh, working with a, a charity like Share and someone someone like Raven Studios where people use their minds and things? Do you think that always marries up well? Well, the interesting thing is that a lot of creative people also have addictive personalities. And obviously now I, I've met and talked with and been supporting a lot of people who have problems with addiction. And time and time and again, the creativity and artistic element, there's a crossover. So um, I would agree with you. And, and also creativity is a great way to get it out there and, and the feeling inside the emotions to express them so um art creativity poetry it's all very important part of recovery mm -hmm. and, and max have you found a way to cope with cravings things like that um yeah absolutely um now um, i do meditation i do cold baths mm -hmm. i do uh, a lot of running um so i kind of cope with it in that respect in, in that way now but initially, it was it was really, really, really tough. And the only thing that really got me through was um, was groups sharing. 
Um, AA was massive for a long time for me. Uh, equally, Shropshire Recovery Partnership. They do the SMAP meetings, which are good. I didn't attend them as much. And more more was into the cycling group with those guys, which, again, was great. Um, but, yeah, more than anything, it's just just about sharing, talking about how you feel, I think, when, when these things arise. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and how's that being supported currently? Obviously, you know, given that people can't get together in these group environments now, um, you know, what, what, what are... What is, yes, yeah, so what, for example, doing, what are you doing, Max? Sure. So I have been offered um, to do an online AA meeting via Zoom, which I believe they're yeah. still doing in Shropshire. Um, but I'm, I'm also doing, I'm part of a Sangha online, so it means I can still be with the community of meditators and right. can still catch up that way, yeah. which is good. Um, it's a bit weird. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> Um, and how's the charity reaching out, Jane, as well to people um, at the moment? Given obviously that that you know that whole sort of face to face element has gone at the moment. Well, um, yeah, that is a big part of it. Um, but what we're trying to do at the moment is to carry on um, giving people support by phone um, and in other ways indirectly. But also, we're trying to um, gear up now for a campaign that we're going to launch after this is all over. So um, I'm doing a lot of work in creating strap lines, the imagery, um, and this is all about fighting the stigma around addiction because whilst our community think it's old guys on a park bench um, mm. sleeping rough and that is yeah. their image of addiction, we're never going to get the treatment and support um, from the public that we need. So... Um, we know that that's very far from the truth. It's your teacher, it's your doctor, it's your mum, it's your son that's the mm. addict. Yeah. Um, and so this campaign is around connecting people to the idea that this is to do with people they love who are in their community. So that's going to be a really big, important campaign mm. that we'll be bringing on. Um, and then we've got um, a big conference next year around debunking some of the myths about addiction because addiction's a disease. We don't treat it like that, but it should be treated like it, uh, any other disease. And given the support and the services and the treatment that we would, for example, for diabetes or cancer, mm. Mm. again, until we overcome the stigma about it, people won't believe that those uh, services are needed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. When about is your conference next year, Jane, and where? Right. Well, it's it's actually next year. It's going to be on the second anniversary of Amy's death, which is Saturday, May the 15th. Um, and it's going to be at the University Centre because they've been absolutely great. They, they we, we had started yoga classes. Um, we'd started a drop in session all before the um, crisis. So um, that's a, a pretty good central place. Um, and, yeah, the conference will be there. Uh, we've got the national um government appointed national recovery uh czar or, or whatever he is coming to speak there so um we're really we're really keen to get as many people there as possible mm. are you going to be speaking at that one as well max uh, i really don't know <laughs> yeah i haven't thought that far ahead my goodness a bit more organized a bit more rehearsed <laughs> um one one last question why, why not oh go on sorry yeah well no, no. Oh. <laughs> why <not? Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Oh, I've just killed it. I literally just threw a question, bam, right in the middle of what you guys are saying. You'd be amazed at how many times I do that on the show. Fantastic. Well done, Alex. Well done. That was my question around that. I suppose was was more about like you know you talk about get guest speakers at the conference. I would assume. But rightly or wrongly, would you have um, ex-addicts there speaking as well? Oh, of course. I mean, mm -hmm. this is going to be led by people in recovery. Um, yeah. We can't speak about them. They have to speak for themselves. Yeah. So um, I've said right from the start, um, we've got uh, um, we, our, our, our people in recovery are the ones who are going to tell us how to lead the way with this. So, yeah, they'll be at the forefront. Uh, and, and at the conference too a lot of people talking about their journeys and um about what worked for them and um yes that will form the core of the whole thing yeah or the or the heart ah. of the whole thing 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the question I was going to ask, which I just threw right in in, in front of Max, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, <laughs> is uh, with addiction, uh, I found, um, you know, because I kind of work around that that sort of field, is like the amount of things people can be addicted to. Like it's not just your drugs and your alcohol. There's a wide array mm. of things that people uh, suffer from addiction with. And, you know, they say that everybody's yeah. got their vice. And I talk about it a lot on the show, having healthy vices like your yoga, like your poetry, like, you know, whatever, to cycling, fitness, whatever, the, the healthy vices. Um, but, mm. you know, there are an amazing amount of things that people can be addicted to, right? And it's, it's serious. Yeah. yeah, I know people Is joke, what- don't they, about coffee addiction, but that is... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's potentially less damaging in different ways, but it is still like mm. it's like you say, Alex. It is an addiction. But you know, people get addicted to the gym sometimes in the wrong way, and that obviously you know can overtrain and have injuries. So yeah. that that creates a different type of sort of like support needed from you know obviously the health services. Yeah, and you know I wouldn't want to compare well, myself. Go on, Jane. Sorry. I was just going to say, I mean, the, the classic definition of addiction is is when you continue with a behavior that is damaging to you um, and yeah. you're out of control of it. So, of course, as you're saying, many, many things can become the substance of choice. Yeah. Um, but what we also have to remember, those people who carry on to become addicted, they're using that, as Max said earlier, as medicine. They're numbing mm-hmm. the pain. And it's the pain that you have to get to. This the reason why they're 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 taking this whatever their substance is in the first place. Um, and this is why talking support therapy, uh, therapy are all very important part of it because mm-hmm. it is a brain disease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people get addicted to medication as well, anyway, don't they? Pain dealers they and all that. So things that you know, yeah. obviously, given yeah. for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It sort of rewires addiction, rewires the brain, so that you continue with something that may even kill you. Um, mm. And 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 um, alcohol, alcoholism is is a terminal disease, and it will kill you in the end. Um, and your brain carries on wanting to to take whatever it is in this, say, alcohol, even though it will eventually kill you. I feel like that's a marginalised point on uh, alcohol. A really good point, Jane, in that it it is a you know there's many underlying mental health issues going on alongside alcoholism that it's so marginalised and not Mm. not looked on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, look, we're here. We have. This is amazing. This chat was actually quite inspiring. I've actually learned quite a bit. But we've come here for a reason today. Um, (laughs) We're coming here to read some poetry. (laughs) I think the idea is that. whether it's the actual writing of the poetry, uh, which helps the person that's wrote, written it, or it's the words that are spoken, uh, maybe we can in- inspire some people uh, and help people. You know, um, so we've we've all brought in something today, apart from Jules. Next time, uh, no, can... I'm, I'm bear with me because if it's a case of reading some poetry, oh, stop. Yeah. I'm just going to do a little bit of cheating. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, uh, what we'll do is, because uh, this is Jane's amazing idea, uh, and her battery's dying, um, <laughs> well, I'm going to give Jane uh, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. the opportunity to read first. Help. <laughs> um, so what I want you to do is read your poem, and Thank then at you. the end, explain what it means to you. Okay, okay. Um, so this is a poem that I wrote after Amy died. Um, I'm afraid it's not particularly inspiring, but it's it's real, um, and it's about the impact on me. A very short poem. Sometimes I drink from the cup that was yours, or sit where you sat, but none of this and nothing else can bring you back to me. Your leaving was the darkness falling all hope dying, and me, alone, weeping. Oh. So. Thank you for sharing that, Jane. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, truly, mo- truly moving. It is, it is. It, it's all, it's all very hard. Um, and yeah. uh, the second poem I have um, is one of, it's, it's not my poem, um, 
it's one of Amy's favourite poems that I found um, in her things after she died. Um, I'm afraid I've I've slightly amended it. It's a poem you'll know, I'm sure. It Stevie Smith, not waving but drowning, and I've amended it to make it female instead of for a male for a man. Nobody heard her, the dead girl, but still she lay moaning. I was much further out than you thought, and not waving, but drowning. Poor girl, she always loved larking, and now she's dead. It must have been too cold. Her heart gave way, they said. Oh, no, no, no. It was too cold always. Still, the dead girl lay moaning. I was too far out all my life. I'm not waving, but drowning. And for me, that sort of sums up, from Amy's perspective, what it must have been like, mm. the place where she was. She was always the life and soul of the party, charismatic. People would flock to her. They loved to be with her. She was funny and witty. But inside, she was drowning. And, and with addiction, people very often are in denial. And that, to me, epitomises the conflict, the difference between how she felt inside mm-hmm. and how everybody perceived her from the outside. Mm-hmm. So, so that poem is important to me, and it was important to her too. Mm, thank you that was beautiful that was beautiful i love that second poem because it it explains perspective yeah. its perspective is in a brilliant way you know um yeah thank i'm you. sorry to sorry to bring the mood down no, a bit, no 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 but... <laughs> I, I i want to i want to um i mean any writer out there will appreciate what i say i, I want people to express their emotions that's what this is all about mm. so if it's a bit dark and a bit that's it doesn't matter it's come yeah. from you you know so it's important yeah, I am a bit dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max, did you did you bring anything to read today? I did absolutely. I've got a poem. Um, I must confess that I wrote it kind of quite last minute. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, perhaps like, <laughs> a bit more time, but it, I feel like it's good, solid. Um, so so sometimes, start, um, yeah. I was just going to say sometimes they're the best ones, Max. Yeah, I feel mm. like that. A bit spontaneous. Yeah. I hope it's good. Um, yeah. Okay. So start, where did you look? What did you seek? Were you aware of how much this could make a man's mind tear in two? A shook, shuddered, surrendered pain. Tears of joy, tears of sadness, of ignorance, of blame, of shame, of never knowing. Watching the days passing beyond a single window pane. People seem so happy. Not for me. Why would I want to be happy? Why would I want to be free? This no life became alive. Thoughts and fears realised, hopes and tears gave way. Fears and illusions crumbled with disdain. Many months of pain. Now I see all of what I lost, all of what fell away. was just only making room for the love I have today. That's my poem. Oh, wow. Great. If you only wrote that last minute. Wow. Yeah. That was great. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Brilliant. Oh, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. Fantastic. Sorry, I was, I was, I was mixing it as I was going because... Um, it was, it was coming across loud and quiet. I don't know what it is. I think it's a oh, signal. No. no, it's fine. It's going to sound great because I, I was doing my magic. See, I was doing my magic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Emily, you, um, and you you brought something to share today, didn't you? Yeah, I do. I have a poem um, called Breathe, and it's it's kind of a meditation on breathing, I suppose, but also connection. Okay. I'll read it now. Breathe. Up, down, body sinks to ocean floor. Inspire, expire, lay old bones to rest. As above, so below, expand the underbelly. Call, response, words surface one by one. Push, pull, bring the tides back home. Integrate, dissolve, every last hard place. Fill up, let go, an enemy hands unfurl. Open, close, starfish eyes stare up at blue, expand, deflate, flood the spaces between, inside, outside, me, us, them, you. Mm. Yeah, I love that, yes. 
I think sometimes you do need to remember how to breathe, don't you? You need to, <laughs> and that's really important. Uh-huh. I started at the very beginning of it, and you started saying the words. Does it sounds a bit like like from when I've been in yoga classes, and I, uh-huh. I sort of started to feel myself going, mm. yeah, do it. But obviously, <laughs> I'm like, don't do it loud because they'll hear it. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. beautiful. That was really nice. Thank you, Thank Emily. You. Oh. Um, did you say you had one more to bring, or was that was that the one you? I have a couple, but I, I wasn't sure how much money we're reading. Um, it's, it's, it's totally up to you. It's totally up to do. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, building myself up for my poem because I don't do poetry <laughs> at all whatsoever. Do you want, do you want another buffer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so actually... You want me to read this doom and gloomy one that I? Yes, actually, you, I know yeah. you've got one. Yeah. Okay. This is um... right. This was published in June 2010 by somebody just known as Sierra and it's called A Letter From Your Disease. Hello fellow addicts, I am your disease. I will never let you sleep or put your mind at ease. I will always be there no matter where you go. I am smarter than you and I am in control. Family, friends and loved ones won't matter anymore. I'll take everything you've got and still want something more. I was there for you in the good times, but mostly in the bad. I've made you feel so happy, but in the end, you were always sad. You will lie to everyone and say that I ain't real, but if that's the case, why can't you put down that pill? I come in many forms and shapes and size. Then following comes denial, deceit, and lies. I will turn you from everyone that tries to take you from me. Together we will spend all eternity. I'll embrace you in my arms. I'll never set you free. Spend our life together. Won't that make you happy? Don't let those people tell you what I am all about because then you'll find a way, a way to kick me out. Well, here I go now. I'll just be on my way, but not for too much longer because I will have much to say. So when you think I'm gone and you can finally be at ease, just remember I will always be your disease. Oh, yeah. yeah. powerful. Yeah. That, that was very deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't quite prepared for that. Wow. Whew. Well, I just, I literally, I've just put, I've Googled poetry for addicts. So, and it was one of the first ones that came up. So, Sierra, whoever you were, from June 2010. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Okay, uh, this is my poem. Uh, It sounds really daft, right? But I wrote this silly, silly poem about my onesie, my Rick Sanchez onesie. Rick Rick and Morty is a big show, um, and uh, it's one of my favourite things to fall asleep to. I can't quite fall asleep to it at the moment. Um... My addiction, actually, at the moment is this show and everything that comes with it, okay? So I like being busy. I like being out. I like planning things and meeting people, being in the studio, making fun things together. But we've, we've kind of stopped at the moment. We're kind of just, you know, in our houses and it's driving me blooming crazy. Like, it really is. So I've written this and uh, explains how this is actually does feel like the end of the world for me, okay? Um, okay. It's me and this Rick Wandy of mine. We sit and we ponder, will we be fine? While the world has stopped working, my mind, it keep, keeps whirring. It's a tornado, a tornado, you see. Or when will they let, please let me be free? It is me and this Rick Wandy that's white. I can tell you all now, I am not all right. Inspiration is where my ideas are made, through the meadows of life and, of course, the parade. It's an earthquake, an earthquake you see, or when will they let me go out and go see? It's me and this Rick Wansey again, sat here just waiting for the release from this chain. The dumb lose their minds over their shopping spree finds. It's a tsunami, a tsunami you see, or when will the end of all this be? Me and this Rick Wansey, you punk, I feel like my battleship was finally sunk. Getting dressed now is a mighty old task, if you're going to Asda, please don't forget your mask. It's an avalanche, an avalanche you see, or when will the footy be back on TV? <laughs> Me and this Rick Wansey for one last verse. My motivation is dead, someone get it a hearse. 
My kid sits here whilst he's bored, while you gather en masse in your hoard. It's a pandemic, a pandemic you see, and I really need to go wash this old Rick onesie. <laughs> Oh yeah. wow, that's good. <laughs> that's really yeah. good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> nice to have the contrast. Yeah, I just wanted to. I mean, like, like I said, this is my addiction. I, I don't have any uh, at the moment. I mean, food, I guess. Cake, cake is my addiction, really. Uh, but <laughs> um, okay. We've had, thank you so much for everybody, but you guys that brought uh, stuff in. And uh, we've also had a couple of, of uh, poems submitted as well. I'm going to att attempt to read other people's poems out, but I don't want to do it injustice. So I'm going to try. And if I mess it up or I say it in the wrong way, I really do apologize. Um, I'm going to start off with Cleo. Cleo sent in two poems, um, a, a brilliant young writer, uh, and I wanted to ring, uh, read two of, of the pieces out. Um, and I really. I uh, hope you appreciate it. Okay, so this is number one, and it's called um, Merciless. Who were they to pray under the name of the Lord, to writhe so desperately away from the demons that consumed their damaged mind in the wake of their ungodly treachery? Pure white wings, blood-soaked under the luminous light of the sun. The truth steeped through their naivety, flowed painfully through their bloodstream, entering the heart and brain. It was a disease, yet it was pleasurable hereafter. To those charlatans dancing in agony, consumed in the harrowing light of the truth, wings alight and flesh burning, for they are not the saved ones, merely an illusion or some sort of deceit, destined to be destroyed and to forever replenish in their own guilt so that's wow. merciless by cleo unbelievably powerful right i just i read this and i was like wow oh my god okay um and this next one is called the absence Ooh, catch my breath your absence becomes more prominent in the passing days my body yearns for you aches screams my mind is empty Aside from the thought of you, and I pray every second that you leave my head. You never go away. My prayers are unanswered. It's becoming more and more difficult to refuse you. But you know that already. You have taken everything from me. Money is no longer mine. Everything, everything that once belonged to me, me even, gone. And for what? Just to release myself, to let go, just for a while. Wow. Mm. That was absence by... Gosh. Yeah. How old is... Um, I, I can't say. <laughs> oh, you can't say. Right, no, of course. Um, the, not her real name either, is it? No, no. It's an alias. Um, I've got I to gotta keep it protected, but um, I've got to say um, I'm very proud of her for writing that in and sending that yeah. in because mm. um, it takes, it takes a lot. Yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's, yeah. That's very mature work. For for yeah, I'm I'm really pre yeah. proud of her. Um, okay, I've got another one sent in. It's a long one, and there is a swear word in this one. This is the last one as well before we we uh, we uh, end this. Um, it's it's quite long. Uh, there's a bit of a swear word in there, but I'm going to change it. Um, <laughs> so I I do apologise, but I have to. It's a child friendly show, yo. Mm. Uh, and this was sent in uh, by Lisa Veal, and she says, uh, "My good friend Dave Pete." Uh, from Copthorne, uh, penned the following uh, back when all this started. So she wants me to read this on behalf of Dave Pete. So here we go. A little dutty, I rustled up to try and cheer us all up. Just day three into self-quarantine, the house is quiet but ever so clean. I've scrubbed the walls, the carpets too, my only bog roll sat by the loo. I sat in my pants, no one objects, because they cannot tell when on we becks. I miss the vibe, the office banter, but quite happy with my wine decanter. It's time to head up to the loft, racing up the ladder like Lara Croft. To rescue the board games covered in dust, this new life I must adjust. I'll take a break from the trusty phone and play guess who on my own. Is it Alan or is it Flo? Who gives an F? I already know. <laughs> Monopoly next, I recline the chair, but get all stroppy when I buy Mayfair. 
I turn my hand to noughts and crosses. I've won a few, but I've had some losses. I wear. I finish with a game of snap, a game of skill. I wear myself out, so time to chill. I sit in the window and feel at ease, but catch myself waving at trees. Staying home to avoid infection, I now say hello to my own reflection. I miss the company and female interaction. Now I think Charlie Dimmock has some attraction. <laughs> my tummy rumbles, so I make some tea, but all in my cupboard is bloody spaghetti. I'll learn to cook. First thing to master is how to make the elusive shop pasta. I'll do home exercise and plan to keep fit, but first I must find my home brewing kit. Emissions have lowered, but that's no surprise. But the sale of baked beans, it will ultimately rise. Shoving food into their trolley right to the top, they've already done their Christmas shop. One thing I bought as a saving grace is enough beers to get off my face. I switch on the telly and watch Holly and Phil doing my daily routine on the dusty treadmill. Jog- jogging barefoot to, uh, to great amuse, but as I haven't found out, I can't find my shoes. I dream of winning the lottery draw, but if I do, there is one flaw. I can't fly abroad to chill and relax. It'll be two nights in lockdown in Halifax. I can't go shopping without a care. Greedy sods have done it. Done that. The shelves are bare. One thing I do, I do, is treat NHS staff who are working their nuts off to save her ass. We can't fight this virus on the beach, but our families are close to and within within reach. Our elders called up to fight the war. All we do, all we have to do, is to shut the front door. They had it hard. Their life was glum. They didn't bulk by to wipe their bum. Miles from home and family, they missed. They can watch Sky at home and get runs with mist. <laughs> Drunk. So return the favour and look after the old. We wouldn't be here if they hadn't been bold. This thing will pass, so stay upbeat. Just stay at home and not on the street. We pull together, this disease will deter. So let's be the nation we proudly once were. There we go. Hmm. Cool. Wow. All the bits I got wrong there, I will put it together so it sounds perfect. I don't want to um, thank you so much for sending that in, Dave. That was fantastic. Long, but uh, very prevalent and, uh, you know, oh. what's going on. Um, but, you know, covering on what Dave says, actually, uh, we were talking about um, how off licenses have probably influenced a lot of people to nip out to the shop and to buy, uh, you know, beer on on bulk. Um, Max, uh, this is must be a really difficult time for you, you know, because that is an it's so must be so easy to do for you, right? Um, yeah. What to to go and buy booze now? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it absolutely is incredibly easy, but it it always is, you know, mm. it always is in many ways. I I don't see too much of a difference in in that respect. Like this sounds really bad, and um, it's a bit of a confession, I suppose. Um, so in the last like could have weeks of my drinking i literally had no money whatsoever and my mum was transferring me the money i needed every day to get my cider it's about eight liters i think at the time wow um and then i saw a homeless guy and i know him i never give the homeless people money because obviously so i, I try and help them out in some way so i bought him two large bottles of cider and even buying the buying them in the shop i felt like what are you doing max why are you buying me oh my goodness me and then i went outside the shop and i couldn't find him anywhere it's like where's he gone i've bought him cider I'm not going to be stuck with this. Oh my God, I'm not going to be stuck with this stuff. And then I saw him run after him, given the side it was fine. But the thought process was completely different. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm stuck with this. Great. It was like, oh, stuck with this stuff. So I really, I really feel like it's a complete shift of mindset in my, mm. in my Yeah. I mean, yeah. people's priorities have changed now as well, haven't they? You know, it's not, you know, it's not important to go out and, and for everybody to go out and buy beer. I mean, as long as you're home safe and you, you can sit and watch your Netflix, you know. Of course, yeah. but it, and it is a quick fix for depression, isn't it? Like in the yeah. very, very, very short term. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, it is depressant, but yeah, I think I think it's term. yeah. It's the dumb things that I do when I've had a drink that upset me the most. Mm. I've got to say. Yeah. Man. 
You know, I've, yeah, I've got a lot of things to them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to re-record a podcast we did last weekend because I I started drinking whiskey. It was with Adam Pennell, uh from the Shropshire Lad, the chef, uh, and I was I was having a few whiskeys, but I didn't realise how much whiskey I drank, and I I kind of just hit me towards the end of the show, and I, I was just slurring my speech. I was stupid. I was loud, and I listened back to that audio, and it's actually helped me a lot because I was kind of like. You know what, Alex? You're an idiot when you've had a few drinks. You're not even a joke. You're an idiot. Like, so let's not do that again, please. Okay, you know. <laughs> Reflection. Let's learn. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Has anybody got anything to add before we get onto the closes and uh, telling people where we're from and stuff? Has anybody got anything to add on what we've done here today? I'll try and write my own poem next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll try. I will. I'll have a go. Whether it will be. <laughs> As good as well, yours, any of you guys ones. It's okay. nice to hear things from um, other people, though, as well. Yeah, yeah true. I could just yeah. be the storyteller, couldn't I, of others, maybe, if I... Yeah, because that's mind. a massive way into poetry for a lot of people, uh, is just true. reading yeah. other people's work, yeah. 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 And, of course, it doesn't have to be poetry. It could just be written prose. Yeah. Um, so, so that widens it a bit. Um, mm. I just want to say thank you, Alex, for running with this idea. Um like you say, I just put something up on Facebook and you tamed it up and made it happen. And mm. I really hope that we can repeat it, maybe yeah. even make it a regular thing yeah. until this crisis is over. Yeah, mm. well, well, when you were, while you were gone, um, you know, in, in transition with your phone and stuff, I did say that, you know, I want to make this at least a once a month thing. And you're right, it shouldn't just be poetry. You know, if somebody wants to come and play some music for us live on the show, uh, yeah. if, if somebody's got some yeah. magnificent artwork that we can't see, um, I don't know. I guess it doesn't work. you can come on the biscuit, but I think you know um, it's going to be almost everything. You know, if you've written a piece, um, mm. if you're writing some music, if you want to reflect in some way on this, on these sort of sessions, we're going to come up with some some sort of jazzy name. I don't know what to call this yet. If you guys have any ideas, yeah, please do because uh, mm. quarant quarantine mm. sessions is doesn't going to work because mm. we're not going to be in quarantine forever, are we? So, um, <laughs> no. But thank you so much for joining me, guys. Um, Jane, do you want to tell people where to find Share, share and uh, how people can help you? Yeah, I think at the moment, um, if I just give the email address and telephone number, um, people could get in touch that way. So um, the email address is jane, J-A-N-E, at shareshrewsbury.org. Um, and the number is... 0797 Um So if you want to get in touch either way, we'd be very, very happy to hear from you. Um, I can't remember what the other thing was that you said. Uh, how people can help. How can people get help you? Oh, yeah, very important. If anybody wants to volunteer to get involved in, in the smallest possible way, we're always looking for somebody to help us um, on the admin side but also anyone who's got any counselling skills. There are so many people out there who want to talk to somebody and need somebody with a bit of experience to help. Um, so please do get in touch, uh, whatever your skills might be and however you might like to help. Uh, we'd be really happy to hear from you. Fantastic. Um, Emily, have you got anything to add as far as Raven Studios is concerned? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, no, that's um, really just a thing. Well, probably I can think of something off the top of my head uh, as usual. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we can um, we really open to working with uh, any sort of arts and health. Um, we can make the space available for people who want to come in and sort of pay by donation for like a one off day if they want some short term space to make art for a week or so. Um, yeah, we can um, talk about that when we're back. I'm yes. allowed to use the space again. That would be great. Fantastic. Um, Max, you got anything to add? Um, just wanted to say thank you, really. Um, no, you're, you're yeah, fine. Thanks for the space and all of that. No. Um, and equally, just, you know, it would be wonderful to, to, to eventually see the, the stigma get broken and, <laughs> and people become more accepting that it is a disease recognized by the World Health Organization. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Right. Thank you, guys. You guys have been amazing. I've really appreciated doing this. Uh, writing poetry 
I didn't realize was was quite fun, but it actually was writing writing that was quite fun. It's the reading it out part is is quite hard because it's. it's <laughs> I feel like poetry is like a, a slice of your of your mind, right? You, it's very intimate, you know. Um, very therapeutic as well, Alex. It is. I, I was I was trying to hold it in when I was reading that because even though it's quite a fun little poem about my onesie, I do feel like the world is ending because I can't go out and do my normal life things. It's it's really. Mm it's it's crushing me you know and it, uh julie will know i've had a really difficult yeah. couple of days uh emotionally um so uh yeah reading that out and writing it was quite good actually i really appreciate it so um guys send in your submissions if you've got poetry you'd like us to read out on these sessions if you'd like to come on the show if you if there's something that you, you feel like you could uh you know share a message or if there's something you can help out with get in touch we'll get you on the show come read some poetry with us um thank you very much guys um our email, by the way, if you do want to get in touch, is shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com. And you can go to our website and you can find out all the information about us. And that is www.theshrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. And uh, yeah, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. And yeah, Thank you. peace out. Bye. Yeah.